Murder to Three movie podcast for Deadpool 2. My name is Tom Chick. I'm here with Christian Murlowski. Wait, is it Christian or Kirsten? And with a Deadpool 2 tagline, Kelly Wand. Finally, a superhero movie with jokes besides Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Infinity War, <laughs> Captain America Civil War, and superhero movie. <laughs> so fresh. Certified fresh. Kelly one, I don't know how you're going to follow up. How, how are you going to do a tagline two after that? I got three more, actually. Wow, it's a franchise. And I had, and I had to cut it down. I All right, let's hear the next one. It wasn't up to snuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same plot as Looper, but less blunt. Ooh. I don't like that one because it's too much of a spoiler. All right, next. <laughs> it's like Goonies if Chunk's character had been Mexican and Brolin's was trying to kill him. Spoiler. All right, Tom. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I have to parse Wait. that one. If Chunk's character had been Mexican. Okay, I kind of like that. It's a, it's, it's a thinker. Yeah, I know. Not That's what shower. sucks about it. Uh, all your favorite Marvel characters die in Infinity War. Oh my God! Hey, oh, pfft. come on, what? <laughs> that really is like that is kind of in the cultural. If you haven't seen it by now, you're an idiot or smart. <laughs> if you haven't seen Infinity War, but you're not listening to a Deadpool two podcast, what are you? Then you're really dumb. I was going. I was going to say. I don't think it's a spoiler anymore because it's kind of entered the popular consciousness. Like I, I think that's that's no more a spoiler than Han Solo dying. Like that's the kind of spoiler that really is only going to last for about two weeks before it's just something that so many people talk about that it's really not. He if you haven't gotten in on that, if you haven't gotten in on that in the first two weeks, then you've blown that. that, that yeah. Spoiler thing. So uh, so Kelly Wand, I actually my indignation was was one hundred percent mock. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's also probably not true because no, no, no one's favorites. Well, I don't know. I guess Drax. Is that a yeah? Hell, yeah, come on, Kelly Wand. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into the the particulars here that we do care about. Uh, oh, yeah. is, what movie did we see this week? All right, this week we saw Deadpool two, a 2018 American action adventure comedy superhero sequel movie that is the eleventh movie in the X Men film series. Oh. about straightening up the timelines. It was directed by David Leach and written by Rhett Reese, Paul Warnick, and Ryan Reynolds, hmm. based on Marvel Comics by Rob Liefeld and Fabian <laughs> Nassira. Rob Liefeld is responsible for Deadpool. I'm not sure I knew that. There you go. Because I, I believe um, he's widely mocked, if I'm not mistaken. He is widely world. mocked. Yeah, I think so. Why? I don't know him. Who is he? Um, what are you for, laughing about? You don't know comics, Tom. So I don't know comics. <laughs> I don't know comics, but I know people who know comics, and they make fun of the the Leaf way he world. the proportions that he draws his characters in. Like apparently he's got some weird abstract idea about what men's chests look like and how tiny hands are and just weird stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I've o- I've only heard him referenced in in uh in in terms of ridiculing him. Uh, so he's a he's an artist, not a writer. Uh, he's the drawer. So when you do a comic book, Kelly Wan, you have the worder and the drawer. They're two There's different the penciler roles. and the tracer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's I, one of the drawers. Uh, I don't know that he's one of the worders. I love Tom's thing. There's I don't know desire. comics, but I know people who know comics. It reminds me of the of uh, the Dos Equis guy. You know, I don't drink beer. When I do drink beer, I drink Dos Equis. 
Yeah, that Tom is the that guy of comics. <laughs> I've read a comic or two in my time. Uh, Garth Ennis. Dingus, what rating does this movie have? I'm guessing it's a solid PG-13 so the kids can turn out and make it a bunch of money. First of all, I want to tell you who it stars. Oh, yeah, um, it's in this thing, right. Well, I wrote a whole bunch of people down, and then I realized they were spoilers because I thought it would be funny to say them. But I'm not going to say them because they're spoilers, and it's a fun thing to reveal in the movie. So it stars Ryan Reynolds, Marina Baccarin, Zazy Beats, Brianna Hildebrand. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh-huh. TJ Miller, Rob, Rob Delaney. Yeah, I love he plays guy. Peter. Yeah, I like him too. Mm. Uh, Shioli Katsuna. And Josh Brolin. Spoiler. No. Oh. <laughs> Shioli Katsuna. There's a lot of hotties. <laughs> I love Shioli Katsuna in this. Who, who is Shioli Katsuna? That's a fun name to say. Who was that? She's the one who's always... Uh, she's the girlfriend of... Um, oh, the yeah, comic yeah, mega yeah, girl. Yeah. Okay, right, yeah. right. Uh, I noticed you didn't say Julian Dennison for some reason. Huh. Yeah. Well, All right, interesting. We'll get to that. All right, Dingus. So, uh, like I said, like I said, rated PG thirteen is for the kids to come out and show up and make it a lot of money for for Fox, right? Deadpool two is rated R. What? For, for strong violence and language throughout. We'll talk. Sexual <laughs> references. We'll talk. And brief drug material. Oh, what? I don't remember. Yeah, that's that's my reaction. The other ones I'm okay with. All right, Kelly Wan, let's talk. He, he puts oh. cocaine in his mask. Come on. Oh, guys. right, 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 right. Yeah, we don't know that that was cocaine though. That could have just been baking powder. If but he, we don't see drug usage, it's just drug material. Actually, doesn't it, it say Wade's? I think it's actually labeled Wade's cocaine, if I'm not mistaken. It is, but that's yeah. just material. You don't see him snort it. You just see him shove it into a mask and then close it over, and it poofs up. Right. So it's just drug material. He might not have inhaled. (laughs) He doesn't act any different. Kelly Wand, are there any other reasons this should be R-rated? You should only be allowed admission if you're Stan Lee's age or higher. (laughs) That's the Wand rule. (laughs) Wow, you've really cracked down, Kelly Wand. You used to be super permissive. It's such a hard R, so. (laughs) All right. Uh, Deadpool 2 is an A. 83% 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, lots of positive reviews. On Metacritic, the average rating from the various reviews is 66 out of 100. Oh, doubles. So you guys guess what cinema score idiots gave it. Just take a guess. A minus, like everything? Dingus, what was your guess? Like hey. Yeah, of course it's an A. There's no reason to give this a minus, Kelly. One. The minus is only if there's something a little unexpected or off or it's got some weird ending. or Yeah, it gets the same A that everybody else is supposed I to get. I thought the time. Time travel would have fallen under the category of math for idiots. They would have gone, ah, it's too con- – this is fucking tree of life. What? Well, they're still, trying, yeah. they're still trying to work out and work through their feelings about Infinity War. So, mm. uh, that. Deadpool opened at number one. It made $125 million, which is nice, but not quite up to the $132 million of the original Deadpool. It's mm. pretty close, though. It's I'll close enough, forward. but but generally, uh, sequels tend to outperform their their predecessors. I don't think uh, don't. Uh, Kelly, one have you heard of a movie called Jurassic World? What about uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron? How about Infinity War? Oh, superhero movies. How about those Harry Potter things? Don't those outperform each other? Didn't they all? I don't know. Maybe. 
You know, I don't know either. I I was just I'm assuming that they they were hoping they would at least do as well, if not better, because the idea is that the original episode eight didn't do as much as episode seven, did it? Don't use those numbers with me. Which one is eight? Uh, The one with where nothing happens and everybody liked it. Right, hold on, now second, I have to count. The second Midnight Run did awesome. Four, five, six. Right. Oh, so once you're at eight, you're in the prequel territory, and I couldn't care less. None of that counts. That's all That's all different. But the idea, Kelly Wan, is that the original lays the groundwork for the franchise, and then the sequel appeals to the people who were fond of the franchise and, their, and gets their friends in. So the idea is that like- – the is that it builds uh, each new release builds on the other and it, it snowballs. Uh, oh, like Quest for Peace. I get it. This is not snowballing, apparently. Uh, um, but I mean, they're they're it did it did just fine. It's actually doing well overseas. Um, and for here's the thing, you know, we're burying the lead here. It's an R-rated movie. It's doing great for an R-rated movie. It's the second highest <laughs> opening for an R-rated movie. The first highest opening being the original Deadpool. It did so. well overseas where they don't have religion. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Is that from is that from Deadpool or Barry? <laughs> where where did I hear that recently? It's from Deadpool because okay, he's talking right. about Passion of the Christ and how Passion of the Christ. Ah, right, is. right. Yeah, so many pop culture references. Oh. Well, before we get into that, Kelly Wand, I would like you to <laughs> synopsize. Can you guys hear that cat? No, but I'd like to. He's just whining and whining. Okay, continue. Sorry. What were you I would just like you to synopsize Deadpool 2 for, for me and Dingus and the listening audience. Who's that? <sighs> oh, I mean, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Is that, that, that Did Jeff, Jeff Goldblum just Yeah, you open with a Jeff Goldblum <laughs> impression. Interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll do that. See, you're complimenting me in a way. Come on, real quick. Can we hear how your uh, Christopher Walken impression is coming? It's a knock-knock joke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep working on it. It'll get there. That's You know what? He doesn't sound like himself more than I sound like him in communion. And that's the only movie that counts. That's the only movie I consider canon of the Walken, Walken verse. Really? You don't even give him Deer Hunter where he got nominated? No. All right. All right. He, that's William Fickner. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? I love the idea, though, of William Fickner being like digitally inserted into the Deer Hunter. That, that I would be on board with that. <laughs> Young Walken looks kind of Ficknery. And swapping to... in Walken in uh, Drive Angry. No, 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 no. Dingus, don't take Fickner out of anything. Just add him. It should be an additive oh. proposition. Everything's like better with a little, little Fickner. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Kelly Wan, I don't know. Little Fickner in him. I don't know why we're not hearing the Deadpool two opsis. I mean, gosh. I just need more drugs because it's. Okay. Would, it's are we going to come up with a name for this thing, or do, is it going to show up later on? Uh, no, that's too. It's Deadpool Twopsis. <laughs> why are you asking the <laughs> <a> question? <laughs> I know. I did that on purpose to see if someone would answer, and I got the answer I expected. Deadpool Twopsis. Some comics pages of Brolin angrily tearing off his Jonah Hex makeup for his Thanos makeup and then tearing that off to put on his cable arm while PAs with headsets and Marvel t-shirts trip and spill scotch all over him turn into the Marvel logo. Then a bunch of headshots of Hugh Jackman turn into the Fox logo. I guess Deadpool mourns the impaling of his Logan action figure. The nine-year-old beside me's all, why is Deadpool mourning Logan? I just saw Infinity War two weeks ago, and everybody dies of that. Deadpool's Marvel, too, and Logan doesn't even die till the future. 
I'm all, yeah. Do you know what a corporation is? Yeah, like Sony and Spider-Man died in Infinity War. So I don't, yeah, sorry. I can barely understand your baby talk. I think you're too young to see this movie. <laughs> Jesus. Grow a brain. Deadpool plays a classic 70s song like Star-Lord. I think uh, Hit Me Baby one more time. Then puts a bunch of gas cans in his apartment and smokes a cigarette. All the nine-year-olds smoking cigarettes in the audience around me stand up and point and laugh at Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Tom's all, I haven't been this encouraged by a standing O since a black woman told her baby to shut up and called it a fool. (laughs) (laughs) The sight of Leslie Uggams in black shades goes, shut up, fool, and points a gun at Jaden. A new listener's like, yeah, fuck this. It just turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> Deadpool blows up what looks like his entire apartment building with everyone else inside it, but he's flipping us off with his severed arm because we like him. Deadpool's corpse's heads VOs all. Hey, I bet y'all wish we'd go back in time eight hours and see some backstory. Some words are all eight hours earlier. The cast of Skyline, Isle of Dogs, Prometheus, Back to the Future, Memento, all point and laugh at Dingus. <laughs> they just sit there waiting for these things so they can laugh. Continue to accumulate. Deadpool murders a bunch of Japanese people while Dolly Parton sings the theme song to Rhinestone. The last guy tricked Deadpool by closing a door. Deadpool whines, but it's my anniversary. So the guy lets Deadpool kill him. Later, sorry I was late, what's her name? Also, no offense, but Firefly sounds like an Ant-Man villain. Ant-Man. Here, love interest. Happy second movie cameo. She's all, aw, nickel. That's how much you spent on our first date. If you want to call a lap dance a date, I guess. She's all, here. She gives him a box with a fish hook in it or something. She's all, it's my IUD with my HPV on it. He's all, what's this got to do with high definition? She's all, no, silly. I think it's time for this franchise to have baby characters. I laugh uproariously. The other audience members frown at me. A nerd's all, bro, not cool. Deadpool can still be edgy with babies around. Firefly's all, aw, that's a great idea. I'm a whore. You're a psychotic cancer assassin with probably damaged sperm. What a lucky child they'll be. (sighs) Wait, have we established you even want kids? Like, once? He's all, <laughs> um, what's Thor's favorite food? Thortillas. Ha ha ha. She's all, well, I heard Gwyneth tell Downey she wants kids at the beginning <laughs> of Infinity War. So. <laughs> she shrugs. Stan Lee walks in naked. He's all, this is my cameo in this. He walks out again. I I nudge Steve Ditko sitting beside me, nod at Stan Lee's mustached ass and go, let's see DC make a better one of those. Oh, wait, Zach and Affleck, never mind. He says something Stan Lee takes credit for. Suddenly, some Asian gunmen realize where Deadpool lives and show up. They shoot exclusively at Deadpool's couch, so he kills them with knives. (laughs) <laughs> then he smirks at Firefly and goes, oh, thank God I didn't have to use the whisk. Suddenly a guy shows up and shoots Firefly. 
Deadpool screams no, cradles the corpse a second, then chases the guy till a car hits the guy's car. Then he hugs him and goes, thank you for killing her, and a truck hits them. <laughs> Stan Lee staggers out of the truck's cab, blinks around confused, and goes, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing cable in this, right? <laughs> Wait, who am I? I'm not acting. Wait, seriously. Some credits are all... It sure would be dumb to bring What's-Her-Name back at the end by having an Asian character stick a screwdriver in a piece of plastic later. (laughs) (laughs) Presents. How was Aquaman's son delivered? By C-section. Also, this movie is called Deadpool 2. Some more would say some more jokes. One's all cinematography by Gay Al. I mean, blind. Sound designed by Deaf Steve. Written by a guy with a hook for a hand and no paper. Some more words are all. Fourth walls broken by Johnson Construction. The nerds around me all bray with laughter and high five. One's all. It's like when Johnny Depp's character in Dark Shadows mistook McDonald's for a yellow whim and a scroll he read once. <laughs> I sigh. Death's taking forever. After Colossus consoles Deadpool by telling him, In Russia, suicide's the answer, you. Deadpool goes home, somehow sneaks 10 barrels of gasoline up to his apartment, and goes, this is what What's-Her-Face would have wanted, and blows himself and all his neighbors to pieces, which, in keeping with Fox's marble science, makes Deadpool go to heaven, where his dead girlfriend lives in an apartment behind a barrier of CG. (laughs) He's all, yay, now we're both dead. Happy anniversary. Although I guess it was yesterday. By the way, your IUD survived the blast, in case you want to rethink the kid thing. She waves her hands like an overacting ghost and goes, Stop! You cannot die until your heart's in the right place! I laugh uproariously at how dumb that is. The nerds around me are all, Shh, shh! Ah, come on! Deadpool's all, Hmm, riddles. That's so you. Hmm. heart in the right place and I just blew up my heart with gasoline so you're saying I need to bond with another sulky teenage character wait we already have the lesbian Deadpool farts awake in a bar owned by T.J. Miller who really has left acting T.J. Miller's all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like him, but the joke's the joke. T.J. Miller's all, hey, what Superman put in his drinks? Just ice. Uh, the Pakistani cabbie who did nothing of the first movie walks up and goes, I now work here as a busboy also. My character arc in this is that I want to be a terrorist. Beside me, Stan Lee laughs uproariously. Deadpool understandably finds his friends annoying, so he goes back to his exploded apartment complex and breaks into his blind neighbor's apartment. He farts. She's all, what the fuck? That ain't one of mine. Since she's blind, she accidentally points the gun at herself. Deadpool's all, don't worry, I'm just here to steal your floorboard cocaine. He sticks some under his mask and swats himself in the face, which makes it explode like an airbag. She's all, I don't keep cocaine under my floorboards, just quicklime for the bodies down there. He's all, oh. So many uses for limes. By the way, sorry you weren't home when I blew up this apartment. She's all, I never liked that hooker you shacked up with, uppity white bitch. 
he's all, uh, I think she was Lebanese or Etruscan or something. Whichever one's sideways, she's all. But you got to just keep on keeping on because you just keep getting older. But they all stay the same age. <laughs> Watch the upholstery. You can't touch this. No, 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 no. He's all, yeah, okay, McConaughey, but I get what you're really saying. Being dead teaches lessons. So you want me to join the X-Men? Later at the X-Mansion, Deadpool's all, X-Men seems sexist. How about we call ourselves X-Wives? He puts on Cerebro, smirks at Colossus, and goes, you hope you don't get typecast as Silver Russian CG. I hope I don't get typecast as, hey! The lesbian X-Man from the first one comes in with a blue-haired Asian teenager and goes, This is my girlfriend in this, Yu-Gi-Oh. Her CG's silver. Yu-Gi-Oh raises a purse in both hands and goes, I'm a big fan of your country's Warcraft movies. Deadpool's all, These aren't the droids you're looking for. These are not droids. Hey! Deadpool understandably gets bored and turns on a TV. An anchor woman's all. We now return live to Wakanda, where the Infinity War seems to be exactly half over. And the dead, in addition to billions of civilians, now include... Oh, wait, forget that shit. A fat Mexican kid from New Zealand has just started yelling at firemen somewhere downtown. (laughs) Everybody come back from Wakanda. Thank you. Good. Yeah, bring the cameras. We're going to need all of them. We now go there live. A Chiron? Is that how you say it? Along the bottom of the screen's yeah. all mutant incident. Is it Chiron? Chiron? Yep. Chiron? Charon? <laughs> Where'd they get? The- Never mind. The Chiron's all mutant incident, period. Although we're briefly shown Beast and some other X-Men hiding in another room of the mansion from Deadpool. The only ones interested in saving the fat kid are Deadpool and Colossus and the lesbians. So Deadpool breaks Cerebro and off they go in their uh, Quimjet downtown. <laughs> leave me alone. I'm like the kid in Chronicle. Oh, I just stand in rubble for hours and yell, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool skips up wearing a baby T with an X on it and goes, don't worry, I'm here. Kid, I know how you feel. In fact, I used to know a little kid just like you. He was fat and couldn't read, and his accent also made him sound even fatter. But one day, that kid grew up and became someone interesting. Did you know who he grew up to be? The fat kid's all, leave me alone, I'll burn these cop extras alive. Deadpool's all, it was my character in the film Just Friends with Amy Smart. I had to wear a bat suit for almost an hour a day, one day. But now look at me. The audience can't even see me at all. I can't see through these white things. Now, what's your name? My name's Fire Fist, and me supervillain name's Fat Kid from New Zealand. <laughs> Ugh. When, what color's your CG? Orangish. Mm-hmm. It's the most common color. Uh, and why are you upset today? I'm here to vaguely help. That bald, bald Balaban man there runs this orphanage. He molested me or something. It's a bit unclear. <laughs> I hear you, and you're welcome. He pulls out his gun, and instead of shooting Balaban, shoots two random other passersby. One of them, William Fickner. Tom? Hey, uncool. <laughs> that guy? Something? He's got that face? It's, no, the joke is that he looked like Jared Kushner. Don't bring William Fickner into this. Oh, uh, okay. She's Jared Kushner. 
Well, that's too funny. We don't we don't want that level of a laugh yet. <laughs> Colossus is all no Kushner. If there's one thing X Men cannot stand, it's killing. Deadpool's all. What about Wolverine? The cops all. You're under arrest for hurting child molesters. And this kid here is for obesity. Deadpool and his comical child buddy are somehow tried and indicted off screen without legal counsel and put in a prison for mutants, which apparently exists. <laughs> the guard puts collars on them that somehow negate superpowers and goes, Ha! You'd need both hands to break this plastic. So later in the cafeteria, Deadpool's all. Kid, I see now that my dead girlfriend's idea of the right place for my heart is prison, and she wants me to like you, but I just can't. Can't we get the kid from Logan or Isle of Dogs or any Goonies besides Brolin? Ha! You and your R-rated jokes. Don't worry, we's partners. Now watch. Hey, white ponytail McGee, I'm from New Zealand. The guy's all, who are you? He beats the crap out of Deadpool and the kid, then anally rapes them. Surprisingly, the kid emerges satisfied, but Deadpool's depressed. Meanwhile, in a mostly off-screen future, Brolin's all, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) That part's probably not acting either. I guess it'd probably be easier to kill this kid before he's in prison and meets Deadpool. Or maybe I should just go back to yesterday before my family died and tell him to hang out at Denny's till 4.30. (laughs) (laughs) But meh. (laughs) He twists a piece of plastic and goes back in time that he got from somewhere. Cable busted him in prison and starts killing everyone except his target. The guards are all, fuck, it's too bad we didn't think to make defenses against guns. <laughs> His buddies all, or superpowers. Meanwhile, Brolin glares at Deadpool and goes, I'm here to kill that fatty. My name's uh, Cable. I'm not sure why. Uh... <laughs> My name's Deadpool. Not sure why. Hey, uh, why do you have a dirty teddy bear on your hip? Is that CG? Uh, that's my dead son's blood and uh, some of my semen. My wife and I had some good times with this bear. Uh, I assume it's from the comics. Speaking of which, teens, I also signed on last week to play Galactus and the Silver Surfer. But after that, (laughs) seriously, I'm done, all right? (laughs) Try to see characters after that. Uh, Chris Evans can take over all this shit. Fuck it. Behind Deadpool, the fat kid walks into view of Brolin and stands there doing nothing. Deadpool's all, by the way, that fat kid sucks. I hate him. He's fat and dumb. Ugh, fuck him. I hope you kill him. He sucks. Boo, fat kid. The kid sniffles and walks off. I laugh uproariously. <laughs> the nerds around me are all, shh, that kid character has feelings. That's not the funny part. Stop, shh, ruining movie. After waiting to make sure the kid's gone, Deadpool's all, I mean, damn you, James Brolin, you'll kill that kid with your cables over my formerly dead body. (laughs) Suddenly his collar breaks and falls off. Juggernaut, who I guess likes hanging out platonically with kids now, walks up behind Deadpool and tears him in half. The guard walks up, points at Cable and goes, you, please stop shooting up our prison and leave. 
Berlin walks off. The guard points at Juggernaut and the kid and goes, okay, you two are free to go. Good work. (laughs) (laughs) You're under arrest for being torn in half. Deadpool tricks the legal system by going to his best friend's basement where the cops don't give enough of a shit to look. Deadpool makes TJ Miller and the Pakistani hang out with him and goes, okay, we need to find that kid and make sure he grows up to kill Brolin's family. My time with the X-Men went so well, I think we should start a super team. TJ Miller's all, way ahead of you. Here, I already made the flyers. (laughs) I don't know why he's Brolin. Deadpool (laughs) takes one and it's, hmm. Wanted mutants who are not in prison to jump out of a plane with Deadpool and help James Brolin kill his family in the future. Uh, yeah, not sure you're 100% on a couple story beats. Let's post these around town, hope the cops don't see them and rearrest me, and see what floats to the surface. Oh, God. Only four people show up for auditions, an invisible guy, a middle-aged guy with a mustache named Peter, a guy named Star Shatter, Stan Lee, whom they turned down, and a sexy black chick, who's all, My name's Domino, since I'm black with a few white spots. And the fun starts when you turn me over. Whoop! (laughs) Great dances. Then she's all, Plus, dominoes are vaguely associated with luck, and also with the only white girl in Live and Let Die. Deadpool's all, wait, so what's your superpower? (sighs) Lame coincidences. (sighs) Yeah, that's uh, not a superpower. (sighs) Getting torn in half's a superpower? Uh, I also do wisecracks. No, you don't. Uh, uh, What's Superman's favorite restaurant? Soup plantation. Boom. (sighs) Okay, (laughs) super. In fact, you're lucky I'm even still talking to you. She folds her arms triumphantly. He's all, oh. Okay, you're in. Deadpool and his squad of extras parachute into Oregon, where they heard Juggernaut was shooting his scenes. <laughs> Ten minutes later, TJ Miller's all, Damn it, Deadpool! One guy parachuted into an unmanned activated wood chipper, one guy landed off screen, and I think a truck just picked up Peter and drove off. Also, uh, Tyrese parachuted down while driving a car. <laughs> <laughs> this is about family. <laughs> yeah, he said family, and he also said to tell you woo. <laughs> and now Domino landed in a different truck, and she's driving it around, crashing into fruit stands and bags of paintballs. Deadpool's all. Finally, one of my ideas works. Later, in Leslie Uggams's apartment, Deadpool's all. All right, don't worry, everybody. My legs and penis are 20% regrown, so I've decided to stop wearing underwear. Good work today, team. Let's go over what we accomplished, uh, both good and bad. The Pakistani guys all. Uh, most of the team perished by parachuting too far from Domino. Um, Juggernaut tore you in half again. Uh, the fat kid wandered off, and everyone fought Cable inconclusively again. Deadpool's all. And the bad? Leslie Uggams is all, wait, how come the cops haven't looked for you here? Deadpool's all, because my real superpower is that no one can find me unless I want to be found. Brolin walks in. He's all, fighting you to a draw repeatedly has convinced me we should team up, but still share surprisingly few scenes and lines with each other. I'll give you 30 seconds to convince the kid murder is wrong. That's the underlying (laughs) message of this franchise. (laughs) 
Dan Slytherin. <laughs> Stan Lee and I laugh uproariously. Stan's all, I can't believe it's already 1998 and I'm still alive. Deadpool's all, hmm. Keep my dialogue with the kid character down to 30 seconds. Not bad. Finally, Brolin has a plan that makes sense. So much for people from the future knowing less than we do. But that fiasco in Oregon this morning has taught me that we need to form a third super team. Only this time, composed of people from the first movie who can survive parachutes and have a jet. I.e. the X-Men. Their jet's like the Avengers one, but with the Fox logo on it. Also, Leslie, that's not my penis your hand is on. She's all, ugh, pulls her hand away in disgust. Deadpool's all, okay, uh, John Connor. Here There we go. Hug. Let the healing begin. Now let's move out. I mean, let's stand around and wait for my legs to finish growing. Although the movie would probably be better if I had to fight Juggernaut with these tiny legs. <laughs> like Stallone and Creed. TJ, you got anything funny to add? TJ Miller puts on some glasses. The Pakistani guy's all. Uh, what's in Superman's bathroom? Super Bowl. Hey, hard R. To celebrate Pakistan, Deadpool stands outside X Mansion and holds up a tiny ghetto blaster the size of his legs. Since he doesn't turn it on, it takes a while, but eventually Colossus opens a window and goes, I see you have learned to rust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta stop doing this shit. I see you have learned lesson. In Russia, ghetto blasts you. Deadpool's all. Come on, let's go trash an orphanage on 10th Street. Domino's all. 10th Street orphanage? I was tortured there. Deadpool's all. What's lucky about you getting tortured or being an orphan? Did I write this part? <laughs> judge walks up and goes, whoa there, vigilantes. Deadpool's still technically under arrest in Oregon for littering. But since what you're about to do involves keeping a teddy bear from the future clean, I'm going to allow it. <laughs> he bangs his gavel on Colossus' head. Deadpool points at Cable and goes, oh, also, everybody, just FYI, this character is James Brolin. Although he's from the future and has a metal arm and my superpower is pop culture reps and it's another Fox franchise. I call him John Connor. <laughs> so, just, you know, don't get confused. The judge is all, um, John Connor didn't travel from the future. Beside me, Dingus is all, he didn't plan into the apes! Oh! <laughs> Jesus. Really? <laughs> Honestly. You're known for a lot of things. You have a very wide net. The lesbian X-Man and her Asian friend walk up. <laughs> They're all, we care what's going on. Deadpool drives Brolin, TJ, Domino, Colossus, the lesbians, Leslie Uggams, and Stanley to the helipad that has an X on it. And then they all get aboard the Quimjet and fly it to the bus stop where it takes them to the orphanage. A bunch of CG in an orphanage happens. When I return from the lobby to my seat with more alcohol, Deadpool's electrocuting Juggernaut's <laughs> asshole with some telephone cables. Juggernaut's all, <laughs> Kierden leans over to me, sighs, and goes, I'm too old for this, and walks <laughs> Finally, Brolin's all, 
Has it been 30 seconds yet? Eh, whatever. He pulls out a gun and shoots at the fat kid. Deadpool's all, no! <laughs> and uses his superpower, slow motion, to put on one of the collars he brought with him from prison for some reason, even though his was broken, and tricks the bullet by intercepting it with his pancreas. Colossus is all, duh! Deadpool lays dying and coughing through his dumb mask for minutes of screen time while the kid and Brolin now hug and stand over his coughing body. I guess they're united because they all hate Deadpool. Deadpool's all, (coughs) my character's dying! I laugh uproariously. Crying nerds glare at me. TJ Miller's all, here, let me take that prison collar off again so you don't die. Deadpool's all, no, no, we can't cheat by using that plastic prop. Don't you understand screenwriting? Goodbye, Colossus. I guess in Russia, something's you. Domino, you and the sister from Black Panther should just be merged into one character. Stan, thanks for inventing me. Stan Lee's all, yeah, you're Dormammu, right? Not my finest hour. He farts out a mustache. The head of the orphanage is all... I don't torture kids. That's J.K. Rowling and Whiplash. Look at them. Do they seem tortured to you? Look at Domino's everything. Come on, what? Also, where are all the other or the Pakistani guy suddenly murders him with a taxi? <laughs> he comes out and goes, yes, I did it. I'm a murderer. My parents were right. This is an easy way to kill infidels. A cop comes up to him and goes, thank you for murdering that white orphanage administrator, sir. Your country thanks you. Suddenly, Brolin fixes the timeline by going back in time, so Deadpool doesn't die after all, which should either kill the kid with the bullet or reverse his change of heart, but I guess doesn't either. (laughs) Now they all stand around watching Deadpool lie around interminably, not dying. The kids all, watching you not die has inspired me to not murder families in the future, or at least not yours, Mr. Brolin, unless I kill you too. Brolin's all, I know it's off screen right now, but uh, the blood on my teddy bears disappeared, so. <laughs> and there's more semen on it than ever. Everyone's all, aww, except for Diggas. Brolin tosses his oven timer time machine to the lesbians and goes, you know what? I was kidding before. I hate my family. I'm staying here. He <laughs> kicks the teddy bear out of the fire. Maybe I'll stick around, cause some paradoxes, maybe erase my own existence and my family's. Colossus pats him and goes, Welcome to X-Men. He pats Juggernaut's scorched ass. Both of you. The next day, the lesbians hack Brolin's time machine by poking it with a screwdriver for a second. (laughs) Deadpool's... Who's dead, I thought? Is all, okay, now for me to go back and fix the timeline even more. He goes back and brings What's-Her-Face back to life, then kills himself for reading Green Lantern, but leaves Amityville Horror intact. Then I get to the present. Stan Lee's all, now let's use the time machine to reverse those Infinity War deaths, right? Around me, the nerds laugh uproariously. Stan Lee's all, what? Come on. A year from now, like, it's going to be something that different. But just, <laughs> we are, right? I mean, I Some words tell me who CG'd the jokes. I lean over to Dingus and go, so what's your favorite game to play with Domino's hair? He stands up, shakes his fist so it rattles, and goes, Dice! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Hooray for Dingus! 
Kelly, one that must be daunting is to have to do a synopsis for a movie that's already this irreverent. I know. Isle of Dogs was excruciating, and this was even worse. So it's just different jokes. And then if it's not as good as the joke in the movie, there I am. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, Kelly Wand, you did a heck of a job. That was great. Because watching Deadpool, I'm like, oh, poor Kelly Wand. He's basically just got to rewrite Deadpool. Yeah. I'm sure Solo will write itself. Oh, that – yeah. Oh, well, so, oh. Stand I by for even, that, Kelly Wand. Yeah. Yeah. I can you'll just shut a, my eyes. You'll be alone on that one. <laughs> oh, no, I won't. Oh, no, I won't. All right. Well, Dingus, you uh, amongst us were the one least fond of the original. So what is a movie better than this, a movie not quite as good as it? And what did you think of Deadpool 2? All right. So taking a page from your book, Tom, uh, from the first movie we saw, which I did not like at all and was pretty mad about, uh, mad in a bad way. Uh, I'm going with uh, uh, movies that kind of uh, are are just referencing the genre that they're doing. So that's what Deadpool is basically doing. It's just making fun of its own self while being its own self. So uh, the over, which was your over for Deadpool 1, I believe, was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, and for under, I would put MacGruber. Wow, that's high praise, Dingus. Do you hear that, Kelly Wan? Right up there with MacGruber and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Dingus uh, loves Deadpool too. I actually, uh, actually liked this thing a lot, apart from a couple glaring problems that I think it has. Um, uh, I was surprised. I was very surprised. Uh, and we'll talk more about that later. So moving on. Does this next? mean you've come around on MacGruber? It, uh, I, it still is under. Right, but I'm wondering under, if... Yeah. Uh, okay, huh. That's it not makes coming me, around enough, if you ask me. All right. Well, then, Kelly Wand, what's an over and under for you? Um, I just went with R-rated Marvel movies, because, you know... There's not really movies like Deadpool 2, except Deadpool. So my over is Deadpool. <laughs> uh, and my under is The Punisher, which I do consider this better than. But I was I was surprised also, but in a bad way. I thought the jokes weren't as good as they were in the first one. And I, I thought Dingus didn't like the first table for kind of a dumb reason. Like, if his kid had been a little older, he would have liked it. So it's just the fact that it was made at this certain time. He's like, no! Um... But I don't know. I didn't laugh that much. It seemed like the lines weren't as crisp, maybe. Or maybe after Thor Ragnarok, I'm like... It's kind of ironic, because Fox kind of started the Marvel superhero movies. Like, X-Men was the first one. And now they're playing... And then Deadpool was the first funny superhero movie, kind of. And now they have to play catch-up to Marvel. Like, Marvel's just stolen all their stuff. I don't know. But it is – I also thought it was a very soft R. I was disappointed in the R-ness of it compared to the first Deadpool. The first Deadpool seemed more violent, um, and there was at least the implication of a little sex. Uh, I don't know. This one could have been PG-13. I would have taken Kieran into this one in a heartbeat and felt bad for him, basically. That's my review of Deadpool 2, feeling bad for Kieran. So which, which Punisher are you talking about? The first one with John Travolta and Thomas Jane. The second one I haven't seen all of, although it's kind of brutal, but it's sort of boring. And, well, the, first, uh, the first one is with 
Dolph Lundgren, isn't it? Oh, I haven't seen that one either. Was that R-rated? I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure there was a Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. I mean, I don't like the Thomas Jane one either. I don't like that he's a Miami cop instead of a Vietnam vet. I think the Punisher should be a product of his times. I don't know. Nothing's as good as those Garth Ennis's. But, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, there's... Are there, I remember there being kind of some jokes in The Punisher, too. Like, they were first, it was Marvel's first experiment with R rated jokes. But this oh, is Fox, okay. so it's a little dumb. But um, it's still Marvel. I mean, it's still Marvel property. It's, yeah, but you can smell the difference and taste it. It's just not, it's like the rich man's DC, but the poor man's Marvel. And, uh, <laughs> and the, thing that, the thing that bugs me about these movies, and the perfect example of what I'm talking about, is like when it doesn't. When it's not funny. Like, Thor Ragnarok's funny the whole way. Like, even when Asgard's exploding. And in this, we're supposed to take seriously certain things that... Like, the girlfriend and the kid? Like, that seems... uh, That seemed to be done without irony, I thought. Um, And the first one ends with a fight in a junkyard. Which I thought was like... So you're not making fun of it, you're just doing it. And so that's what I felt even more during this. It just seemed more... The first one, the first Deadpool ends with a, no, it ends up with a fight in an old, worn out aircraft carrier. No, does it? Tom? It's a helicarrier. Yeah. Oh. It's a a wrecked helicarrier. Well, junkyard that's shaped like helicarrier. You can call it a junkyard, but that has a different connotation because of the. Well, I'm saying visually. Right. I don't know. It's just not, put it this way, there's no joke there. Hey, look, we're fighting in a helicarrier. I mean, I don't know. Maybe everything doesn't have to be a joke. No, it's not that. No, 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 no. All right. Tom. Kelly, can I go? All right. So my over and under are, uh, I would just go with R-rated irreverence redux. Uh, which I, you know, that's that's Deadpool's shtick. The first movie is let's just be irreverent in a superhero movie, break the fourth wall, let's be super R-rated, and this has the kind of difficult task of following up on that. Uh, and I'm kind of I understand what Kelly's getting at with this idea when he says it's not as crisp, it's not as new, uh, really, and so yeah. it has some of the same challenges as these other movies that I'm going to mention that I feel did it better in one case and worse in the other case. And I really enjoyed this. I mean, I loved the first Deadpool. I quite enjoyed this. But I do feel as far as R-rated irreverence redux, uh, 22 Jump Street is still kind of the standard for that. Is uh, let, let's, let's do an R-rated comedy lampooning a goofy TV show from, I don't know, was that the 80s or whenever? Uh, I guess 90s. Uh, and 22 Jump Street just turned it up to 11. Uh, and I thought those guys did a great job. Uh, this was fine, but it was it didn't go up to 11. It went up to 10 again. Like it was it was on the same level as the first one. It didn't quite supersede the original. Uh, and underneath, I would go with Hangover Part Two, where that just completely started yes. to run out of steam. Uh, this was way better than that. I thought it had a lot more energy than that. Uh, so not narrowly bracketed, but the same kind of thing. How do you follow up on uh, the unique charm and appeal of a raunchy R-rated comedy? Uh, and so I would put this between 22 Jump Street and uh, Hangover Part 2. It's not raunchy at all. There's no raunch in Deadpool 2 that I can remember. Uh, I don't know. Juggernaut getting electrodes up his butt. That's that's raunchy. Uh, no one's having sex in this movie. That well, bummed sex, me out. Sex Deadpool's supposed- raunch. I mean, there's gore raunch. I mean, it's sort of a uh, uh, tacky or uh, – what's, what's – what, 
I mean, it's it's definitely it's, doing lots of jokes with you know William Sarsgaard vomiting acid on Rob Delaney and dissolving his arm and killing him. I like, like that. That's, I guess it's not raunchy, and I guess raunchy does imply sex. So you're, so you're right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and Deadpool 1, the thing about, okay, I didn't know who Deadpool was when, when I saw the movie, so that's maybe another reason I liked it more. So I was sort of learning who he was at the same time. And he was, but when I looked up, like, he's apparently an omnisexual being. Like, he fucks anything. Well, there yeah. wasn't a lot of sex in the right, first you, one, I would say. Like, there, right, there was certainly, there was a montage, but right. I, I don't think this is he's known as, audience. yeah, but I don't think this is like raunch. Yeah, I, I just misused the word raunch. I would definitely not go with, uh, but fair enough. Uh, so like, you wasted the character. If you're you brought up the omnisexual thing in the first one uh, when we did the first podcast as well, and I and I uh, I appreciate that as as something that the the franchise has dropped. But at least we had in the first one, uh, what's her name, pegging him. Right. That's what I'm saying. It was even less of that. Like it was it was an insufficient amount then, and now. There's like he's an asexual character. He's, well, he grabs Colossus's no, butt. No, it's because they talk Wait. about having a kid, but she also says, "Let's watch him porn." And and uh, what, what's the what's Disney. the line? What'd you say? I said Disney. <laughs> That's not. It's not raunchy to say let's watch porn in a Deadpool movie. But go on. I don't remember the line actually. So what were you gonna say? What's how does what does he say after that? Let's watch some mixed race porn. Does he say let's, something? Let's. Uh, her her line is let's watch some porn and show the bed who's boss. I think it's something like that. Yeah, that's um, that's PG thirteen or PG. That's not that. Well, I don't know. Okay, that's that's fine. But I want more. They're talking about furthering their relationship, and so uh, <sighs> what did How's you that? want them for them to have a threesome or an orgy or something? I mean, yeah. what do, what do you want here? I don't know something, or he hits on the villain or something. Like well, the context for this, Kelly. Go ahead, Tom. The context for this, I mean, this is basically uh, one of the things I was excited about this is that it was uh, David Leach directing it. Because my, my feeling after right. Atomic Blonde is that he's the real brains behind John Wick uh, with with Atomic Blonde, which I don't know anything about the comic book, but it had such a unique voice to it. Uh, and I was hoping I, – I don't know about hoping, but I wanted to see what David Leach could do with Deadpool. And I don't think that he was able to do anything, and I don't, I don't necessarily uh, – criticize it for that because this felt very much like it's it's the zombie land guys who then did deadpool and now they're doing deadpool 2 and this feels very much in that same vein uh it's their sense Get of it? humor it's, it's their jokes uh it's their you know they're not making raunchy sex comedies zombie land didn't have a lot of sex it had a hot like zombie neighbor but uh they're not doing sex comedies this is an american pie they're just r-rated irreverence and that's their shtick and they're I think they're perfectly good at it, and I don't – you know, the fact that, that Deadpool isn't an omnisexual character is no more significant to me than Constantine isn't blonde in Francis Lawrence's movie. Uh, you know, it, they're making a uh, – you know, their Deadpool is a direct extension of their sense of humor from Zombieland, I, I think. But that would make uh, the character richer. Like he's like – I don't care about anything. Like his whole – his superpower and his personality and the way he's written would seem to favor that more. It just seems like a weird absence. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I think you just feel it's an absence because you knew that about the source material. Like, right. I, that's it, true. That is yeah. true. And I didn't know it before I watched the first movie. But even when I, okay, but then I watched the first movie, not knowing even that, I'm going, this is a pretty soft R, sex wise. Well, here I, I love the fact that you think it, it's a soft R because I, I kind of. I kind of agree in in that we've had conversations about how. 
mm. our ratings are often more a matter of tone. Uh, and this, you know, I was watching this plenty of times thinking, oh, Dingus' son would love this. Yeah. Uh, and, and even the, the violence is silly and the stakes yeah. are super low and it's all good natured and, and no friendly. There, there's no there's no darkness here. And it's not like I, I, I would, you know, if you're talking about a younger child, I would have more. Con- well, I, don't know. I was going to say I would be more concerned about how they feel about Infinity War because of how dark that gets. This isn't the least bit dark. It's R rated right. because it is it is it is making sport of extreme violence. And, right. you know, that that's a that's a legitimate reason to be R rated. Uh, and it would affect different kids in different ways, of course, and that's up to the parents to know. Uh, but this is not a sexual R rating, and it's not a no. tone R rating. It's right. an R rating because it thinks, and I agree with it, that it's really funny to have someone vomit acid on Rob Delaney's arm and kill him. I, I mean, that's why it's R rated. Sure, that's great. I uh, want more of that. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah, and, until then, that's you all. can... You can get your sex comedy in American Pie, and you can get your tone R-rated in, in Logan. Uh, this is just a – hey, it, it's basically the Tex Avery of R-rated violence movies in a, in a way. Uh, well, the thing is, mm-hmm. um, I think the violence is very anime. I mean, it's just live-action anime. I mean, he's chopping off arms. He's chopping off heads. Uh, he he gets ripped in half. Uh, the characters just, don't care that they're getting mangled, including Peter. They're like, Ugh. well, I mean, he chops up all those people, all those Asian folks that he he kills. He chops their arms off. He chops hands off. He chops heads off. Yeah, um, it's but it, it's not much difference. It's not much different than what you would see in something that is anime. It's just that it's a different kind of animation. I mean, this is animation. We've talked about this before. Um, Which but, to me is family but fun. For, for <laughs> what's interesting to me for, from Tom's perspective is that there's a huge amount of gun violence as well. Ah, oh, very and, good thing. That's right, right. And that's what I would think would be more concerning to you than like his swords like chopping people's arms off. Right. Yeah, it honestly didn't even occur to me because I remember we talked about that in Jumanji and how I was, I was super glad the good guys didn't use guns. And here – and that, that that I think is just another reason it should be R-rated. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah Kelly Wan, what do you think cigarettes. of that? Yeah. And um, cigarettes, well, you right? Know. I mean it depends <laughs> on if the – it, to me, it comes down to whether the hero traditionally uses guns or not. Like the fact that Indiana right, Jones enough, doesn't shoot enough. anybody in Crystal Skull is appalling to me. But the, the thing is, and this is weird. And this this may just be me, and, and because I have I've got a kid in school, um, uh, I I watched the first Deadpool again this week, and uh, I grabbed a screenshot of this really cool. It's really cool shot, just a random shot, not with a person in the in the photo. Of uh, you know, it's when he count when he says, "I've got twelve bullets," and it's during that first shootout. And one of the bullets flies out, and you can see like the you can see the numbers on the on the back of the bullet. And I grabbed a screenshot of that and thought, "Oh, that would be a fun thing to post." But I'd also just posted something about the gun violence that had just gone on the day before. And I felt super hypocritical about the idea of posting this picture of of a shell casing with a number on no. it that was, that was, um, you should, you know, but 
I don't know. I've got, do I compartmentalize that? that stuff. I don't know. But I don't know. When I watch a movie, I really try to just tune all that shit out, which is what I think what I everyone can't. should do. But maybe it's not easy. I don't know. I yeah. I, maybe it's tough to do because you. I mean, the- I can't compartmentalize it. I, I I thought about like I looked at that screenshot on my on the screen of my computer and I thought, can I post this after I just said something about, uh, you know, gun legislation? But I mean, it's not can a movie I do about that? school shooting. Like it's it's just it's, cartoon. Like there's nothing. There's no correlation at all. Like this movie's not even about guns. Well, well I certainly agree with you that there's not a correlation there. But I. School. Nevertheless, I felt like this weird sort of like the. So w- when Tom was talking about whether this should be rated R or not, I was thinking about the gun violence. Well, and this is, I mean, this is, uh, that I because that hadn't even occurred to me either. Because this this is not you know it's not for kids. This is not for kids. This is for adults. This is not for impressionable young people to see. Unlike Jumanji, this is for adults. And so I, this has nothing in my to my imagination to my mind. This has nothing to do with a school shooting. Like I right. can I'm with Kelly. I can completely right. compartmentalize. Guns are fun fantasies and for adults. You know I'm an adult and I play lots of games where guns are part of the fantasy and I don't go shoot up schools. Uh, right. And, and I you know I think that that's that's a very important distinction. When we're talking about a movie that's not for kids, the fact that it doesn't have sex, that it's not dark, that doesn't mean it's for kids. It just means that it's, you know, it's a goofy, violent, gun-centric comedy uh, right. that has nothing to do with school shootings or real-world violence. Uh, and you, yeah, uh, it, to me, it's I'd, just it's harmless fantasy as far as I'm concerned. Um, I mean, I'd take any 13-year-old to see this unless they were – like really intense about things and they were but you know well, that it, anyway you know what i mean like right but that, i mean that's before, where yeah that, that's, for, that's the sort of thing for parents to decide though. sure so I, right. I think we all agree dingus i completely understand your misgivings because you would feel a very different way about the school shooting because you got a little boy in school kelly one and i don't have that in our lives that's not a situation that Right. Uh, yeah. But so my so advice it's, to it's, parents would be take your kids. <laughs> so it's natural that that Dingus, you would be feel a little different about fun gun fantasy violence than, than Kelly and I would. But well, so regard. Well, oh, go it's ahead. Not just that. It's 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 the way you have you've talked about. But I've talked about it specifically in movies for children. Specifically in okay. movies that okay. are made for like Jumanji. family clothing entertainment. Jumanji, Raiders of the Last Ark. That I and I, you know, just like I have Raiders. concerned. Yeah. Raiders is family. Like I'm okay with Indiana Jones. Not Indiana Jones is a very contemporary hero for kids, and I'm totally fine with sort of scrubbing guns out of the out of rom- not romanticizing gunplay in the Indiana Jones lore. Oh, okay you're on the other side of where I'm at. Right, but I, this is an R-rated thing for adults. Like I, I think as right, long as right, we right. Con- as long as we concede this is not for impressionable children. As long as we concede that, yeah, have a lot of fun with guns, well, you know. Where do you put Raiders the first one, where he shoots a ton of people? I put it in 1982 when it was made. <laughs> 80, 81. Right. I was right. close. I was so close. I was hoping that I was going to tag it. Okay, close. You enough. can watch it now, <laughs> and it's still the same rating. You and know, I, and right. I've shown and I've watched that with my kids. The, the so, point yeah, being, I mean, Kelly, one, it's a different, right? It's a different it's a time. Times change, ratings change, culture changes. Our Not awareness, our awareness of guns. Uh, no, I, I think it's better. That, well, I, no, not. Not necessarily always for the you better. Think Kristen Skull's a better movie than Raiders? Is that no, I, I think that we are a better society because we think about how do we want to portray guns to eight-year-old boys. I right. think that's better. 
I think he would have made Raiders cool. less fun if it was made now. Even though it's a period piece and he's fighting Nazis. I don't think I don't think that you I don't think that a gun is necessary to be fun. For Indiana Jones, it is. Uh, for Pulp Fiction, it's a big part of that kind of Pulp Fiction, absolutely. And if you want right. to update that Pulp Fiction to, to modern days, you've got to struggle with the fact that your hero is 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 going to be coming from a time where guns were not the issue that they are now. Right. Well, I agree that swords are also cool, so yes. <laughs> all right, so regardless of whether this page. is for children, though, so we all concede this is for adults, except for Kelly Wand, right. who thinks all children should see it. Repeatedly. Uh, Let's then talk about Dingus. Why didn't you list Julian Dennison? We just saw we all loved, loved, loved Daphne Keene and Logan. It's great seeing talented child actors put in these movies, given prominent roles. Dingus, why wouldn't you include Julian Dennison's name in the cast of Deadpool Two? <laughs> why would you overlook that poor little kid? He's probably racist. <laughs> um, you saw the the other thing he was in, right? Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's any good. I know. Sorry. So uh, and <laughs> Arthur Chilman and Jelly says this, and and he says, "I hate to be a jerk who picks on a young actor, but my biggest problem with the movie was Julian Dennison and the character of Russell. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's any good. Yeah. Uh, he's got an interesting accent. Um, he's got an interesting body type, and I would love to see more actors with that body type get roles like this but get it but all he does is flail about and yell at things yeah. he does get and punched in the face every, every like time that. he's on screen and this is something that arthur also says i wish that something else were going on or that we we're paying attention to other characters um and and i again i don't like to say this about a an actor and i i believe marketson chris marketson said something similar that he would much rather have had um, – oh, gosh darn it. What's her name from Logan? Daphne um, Keene. Daphne Keene uh, or somebody similar in this type of role. And in fact, why not just get, have Megasonic – why not just have this same plot point with Megasonic, with him having to adopt her oh, or take care I like of that. her? I like why that, just, Why not just do that because, because – yeah. Megasonic and um, I don't know what her girlfriend's name is uh, are more interesting. And why not have him take care of them? And that's just as inclusive. I don't understand why we have this Julian Dennison dude. Yeah, uh, it, it really he's, is. He's terrible. I, I don't. Sorry. No, he really is terrible, and don't feel bad about that because I, I don't. I, there's there's no harm in calling that out. The poor kid is awful. I don't know if a better director would help him. It's uh, not a good part, though, in his defense. Um, that it doesn't have to not be a good part. part. He's not good. The, the problem, I mean, Kelly Wand, it could be a good part. Imagine some kid who gets this sense of humor, who can really riff with Ryan Reynolds. I mean, it could have been a great part. Uh, I, I think the issue is, I, I get the sense that. This is like a Fox decision because Hunt for Wilder People was a really big breakout success for New Zealand. It put Taika Wahidi's name on the map uh, from that. He got – I don't know if it predated We Live in the Shadows or not. I think it was after We Live in the Shadows. So from there, he got to do Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and I, I think in like kind of drifting behind Taika Wahidi was this kid Julian Dennison, uh, drafting oh. his sword. Sorry. Uh, so I think he kind of 
got sucked into this like Hollywood. Hey, let's get those guys from Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, but I think that I, I did not like that movie at all. Again, mainly because I think this kid is awful. Sam Neill is a lot of fun in Hunt for the Wilder People. There's a, a, a beautiful. I think she's a Maori woman named Rachel House, who was Jeff Goldblum's sidekick in Thor Ragnarok. Who was in? She's great oh. in Hunt for the Wilder People. But this kid, Julian Dennison, is. I mean, I think he's a, his casting is just strictly a demographic choice and not a, a talent choice, and it's just he's really not in sad. It much. Like they cut around. He's him. not. He's in it too much, though, Kelly Wan, because he's a pivotal oh, he's point. A, and and yeah, he, he's you know, Kelly Wan, when you say we have to take the kids seriously, we have to take the, the well, the movie takes the kid seriously. It takes his relationship to right. uh, Monica, whatever, to to his girlfriend seriously. Like if it, if it wants us to to believe the stuff about Deadpool and the kid. The kid needs to work, and the kid doesn't work. He's so bad. So yeah. they do kind of have to like write around him and cut around him and not give him too much to do. And it's just painful, and it's such it's such a prominent flaw for me. It's, uh, a, it's a weird well, motivation for the movie. Like Deadpool doesn't even know this kid, and Cable has a good reason to kill him. And it seems like the dead like like you said, the kid and Deadpool have to bond to yeah. to justify him trying to save him because there really isn't any well, reason to save him. Yeah. It just it just gloops up the movie. Uh, I mean, well, even, God, Dinkus, that's a perfect way to put it. It does yeah. gum it up, doesn't it? <laughs> just even even having Cable in it, kind of. I mean, there's I like Domino there's a, though. Domino. There's sure. a way to make all of this be cohesive, and one of the ways is to eliminate this Firehand character, or whatever his name is. Firefist, bra. Fire fist, oh good lord! Um, Hard R, uh, which is which is this like? Is he a molested character or not? Like weird thing right. that's going on with Eddie What's Marzon? The fuck? Is that Get rid of all that and just just deal with characters you've already got and and coalesce those things because that thing doesn't make any sense and the cable stuff doesn't make any sense to me either. The, I don't think the movie understands what its strengths are, well, and that's. That's one of the things I think that Nick D says is who's one of our listeners who wrote in that, that I don't that he doesn't think that the movie understands what its strengths are. Yeah, the the cable stuff does feel weird because it is okay. Here's the villain, and he's going to team up with the good guy at the end. And again, I think he's if the kid funny. had, yeah. I, I I think it, I think if the kid had worked, the cable stuff would have worked because I think Josh Brolin worked. I like Josh Brolin oh. being being exasperated with Ryan Reynolds' sense of humor. Like I, th- I thought that was a great, you know, salty, sweet uh, juxtaposition. I, I I enjoyed Josh Brolin in this. I enjoyed. I didn't Cable get why he would save Deadpool. Seeming like he was from a different again, right? You you have to buy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he does, and things happen in that order. He shoots the kid, then Deadpool takes the bullet, then he goes, "You know what? I'm going to use my time machine." I didn't think he would have done it. Right, right. One second, like he wanted to kill the kid thirty seconds ago, and now he as, wants to save everyone. Kelly Wan, as the movie acknowledges, that sloppy writing. <laughs> <laughs> but calling it out doesn't make it less lazy. No, no. Well, they're, they're calling something different out, and inadvertently, uh, yeah, that comes back to mind at this little bit at the end where Cable decides, eh, never mind my family. Yeah, because yeah, exactly, yeah. and the thing that Fuck maybe underscores it, yeah, yeah, is like. Domino's character is, oh yeah, shit just goes my way, like last action hero kind of stuff. And that's kind of a funny idea. But the fact that you have these other things happening in the, the execs that are even just as dumb to other characters kind of ruins that joke a little bit. 
You know what I'm saying? So then let's talk about that Domino because I, I I think yeah she she was super energetic. She also fit into the the movie's sense of humor. I loved her riffing with Ryan Reynolds about yes yeah. it is no it isn't. She, she was Zazie Beetz was was amazing and and here's I thought she added only. <laughs> So th- this movie is just a lark. It's just a funny – like when we saw Isle of Dogs, my question mm-hmm. was, isn't this just a whimsical adventure? And, and even if it is, that's fine. Watching this, is this just a lark? Is it just a funny movie? And yeah, I think it is. That's fine. Yeah. But for me, the only dramatic tension here, I was really worried for Domino because of no. what happened to the – Were you? I was too, yeah. So because of what happened to the rest of X-Force, all of them being violently dispatched, I always, I figured her time was coming up. I didn't know if they were going to joke about this whole idea of her being lucky and if it was consistent. But I actually thought that that was very nicely done is that I was kind of worried for her. <laughs> it, yeah, it added a little bit of tension for me. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so she yeah, apparently I, I has, love, uh, yeah, I love the addition of her. Go ahead. She apparently has what? She's connect. She's very connected in the comics, apparently to cable. Like they have a very deep, something or other i don't like understand there's a lot of cable i don't understand i mean w- part of this is that i'm a little butthurt that the, that Stephen lang didn't get cast in it because he was really going for this part and then just the didn't get it yeah mm. Roland's good i mean i just don't get Roland's fine but he's doing he's doing he's doing all these other st- <laughs> apart Steve- from one thanos jokes what What's Stephen the, Lang is not enough of a box office draw to be the villain. I'm afraid. Like I can, I, well, I can see, I can appreciate that dingus. It would be cool in a movie with a smaller budget, and I could totally see. Like he's got that great hardened, you know, military man aspect to him. He would be great, but I, he just, he, he's not big enough, I think, to be the villain. In well, he did. Well, how much Avatar, is, right? is Josh Brolin as the villain going to draw somebody to this movie? Well, oh, I, I'm I gonna, think I'm going to go and pay my money because Josh Brolin is in it instead uh, of Stephen Lang. I mean, you, come you, on. You, thing is, you see posters with Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's on the poster, so I think that's the answer right there. According to Fox, enough to cast him. Uh, All right. Well, well but I don't understand the Marvel. real economics behind that because people are going to see Deadpool because they're going to see Deadpool. They're not going to see it because. Josh Brolin happens Doesn't, to be playing no, it, cable. Right. The, the marketing, though, is it's all about making people aware of it. How can we grab people's attention? How can we make sure they're excited to go opening weekend? It's not It's not like they know people are – it's not like people are only going to go for Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is another thing to create buzz. It's another bullet oh. point kind of – get it? Uh, for, for the movie, for the franchise. Oh. Um and it Stephen Lang would have been Stephen Lang would have been a great creative decision, but I don't think he would have been the right corporate decision. It wouldn't have been they couldn't have promoted. Hey, we got Stephen Lang the same way they can promote. Hey, we got Josh Brolin. Uh, right. I, the thing is, Stephen, I agree with you completely. It's just I also understand why Fox didn't cast Stephen Lang. Uh, I can understand that as well, but I I don't I don't understand the many tears that you I mean until you just describe them, and I I guess I understand that, but. So no, what, I don't think it makes any sense because I'm because I don't think that way. I don't think I'm going to go see this movie. Oh wait, Josh Brolin's in it. Okay, then I'm definitely going to see this movie. I mean, I don't know anybody. I have no. I have no. There's nobody in my life that I can imagine who would say, you know, I'm not going to see Deadpool. Wait, Josh Brolin is in it. Dingus, okay, is there anyone? Is there anyone in your life who talked excitedly about Deadpool two for a couple of weeks when they heard that Josh Brolin was cast? What? No. 
Yes, there were. Dingus, the quarter to three. I mean, that's the kind of buzz on the oh. internet. People tweeted it. People talk about it They're online. They family. tell their friends. Their stories in Variety and Hollywood Reporter. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it's not that people go to see Josh Brolin. It's that gives it a, a little push. That gives oh, it attention. Oh, gives it a bump. Right. Exactly. That keeps awareness up, and that gives people something to talk about. Uh, but it, it comes at a cost because – there's no good villain in this movie. Like, well, okay, so let's yeah. Were you guys? Yeah. Was it weird to you guys that we'd just seen him do Thanos? Because I, you said he would. So was this just a, a Thanos 1.1? Uh, yeah. Was that was that difficult for you guys? It was for no. me because well, yeah. because he because Cable seems like a placeholder. He, he doesn't seem like. I mean, he just. <laughs> His motivation seems like much different than what he's doing as Thanos, and there's a Thanos joke in this, which I guess is the total payoff for having Josh Brolin is that there's one Thanos joke. Um, I don't, I don't like the character. I don't like the idea of the villain, and I don't think the movie understands what the villain should be. I, I don't think the movie understands its strengths. I mean. Uh, I, I'm really frustrated by this movie. I I don't even well, you know, I don't even know what uh, Juggernaut's powers are. I thought his powers were that he could run fast, and, and apparently his powers are they can tear people in half. So um, I I don't know what Cable is, uh, and it was really frustrating to me to see him do a bunch of time travel stuff and then have that just fucked with at the end anyway. Uh, I don't. I don't think this movie has a decent villain, but I don't think it cares. So Kelly, you didn't mind Josh Brolin in the Thanos crossover. Did that bother you? Uh, well, only in the way it kind of bugged Dingus, in that Thanos was very textured and Cable's sort of a. He seemed kind of two dimensional. Um, like my, he my, says, my, well. yeah, yeah. I think he's just a Terminator joke. <laughs> like I right. kind of think that that is just a it, and I don't know when Ed Cable family. actually. I don't know when Cable was actually invented or if that was – if that's part of his source material. I have no idea. But it just struck me as a, a kind of a tacked-on Terminator joke. And again, if the Julian Dennison-Ryan Reynolds relationship had worked for me, I think it might have justified itself a little more. Um, I, I think part of the reason it's it's extremely shitty is like the Terminator, we actually know what the Terminator future looks like, and Cable comes from a future we know nothing about, and he says nothing about, so we know nothing about his origin. Yeah, he does say that we've we've uh, screwed over the planet. He's basically right. ta- he's Big. basically saying we've come from the future where we've ruined the planet and everybody's screwed. Yeah, it's Planet uh, of the Apes, like you blew it all up. And who's he fighting if there's no... Well, I thought he was a soldier, a cop. Against, yeah. so it's just like tribal war. Well, it's not about that. I mean, we, yeah, we, I don't know his backstory. Uh, but but here's here's also why, like I, I like I mentioned, I like Josh Brolin's seriousness, his exasperation, his his inability to have the sense of humor, uh, his sort of bad attempts at at meeting Deadpool's sense of humor. I liked all that, and for the first time, I was glad that. Thanos had that weird big chin thing so that I didn't keep thinking of Thanos. Like, right. Watching Thanos, Thanos, I, I watched that and I was like, no, just let me have James, uh, Josh Brolin's face. And now finally they, I got Josh Brolin's face. I was like, okay, I, I'm not associating him so much because he doesn't have the goofy CG color and chin mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was grateful for that. Uh, but I, I, He doesn't seem as interesting as Thanos, though. And so no, it's no, nowhere near. I mean, he's just a grim, gruff soldier who wants to kill right. a kid. The Deadpool has to get and in the way of him. And then he doesn't. Yeah, well, and, and, then it's, and also, yeah. this is where I was also a little disappointed that David Leach, um, 
because all of the action set pieces are again kind of jokey and because right. the stakes are low it's not i mean there's you know They're it's jokey bits about it's jokey bits about deadpool's arm being twisted and turned around and it's like a rag and he's choking him with it and and i was kind of hoping because david leach was directing there might be some more of this that the action might have more impact but i guess yeah. it's not that kind of uh. movie yeah yeah it's just not that kind of movie uh well it's like he wasn't into it that's what I. That's the vibe. I, I I really think it's like he just kind of ceded to the script. Like he just kind of let the script do it. Whatever. Script. It's almost like right. a TV director. Like a TV director shows up, and the writers are the ones who really have the creative input. The TV director just shows up and make, and it's just kind of in charge of putting things in their place. It didn't uh, feel like a labor of love the way the first movie kind of did. The first movie felt like way we want to the John Wick movies did. So right. Uh, so Nick D agrees with you, Tom, and Nick D is one of our writer enters. Uh, he says the direction is bad too. Almost every gag is telegraphed, but most yeah, surprising of all is how poor the action choreography is. I expected more from David Leach. I expect the CG got the better of him. So that's what. Oh, you know what? That's, that's probably an ex- that's probably an excellent point as well. It didn't occur to me. Yeah, because Atomic Blonde and John Wick are all about uh, working with stuntmen. And this is about working with studios, isn't it? That's a very good point. Yeah, because uh, because so, that that battle in the prison, you know, it's just a CG. It's yeah, yeah. It feels right. more processed. This movie, it right. really does. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, Kelly. And and Chris Markinson sort of agrees. He's another of our emailers. He said, "You were were you disappointed by the fight scenes in this movie?" I have to say, given who the director was, uh, maybe it's because of the genre. It's superhero, so it has to be over the top, so CG quick cut rather than incredible to- Atomic Blonde or John Wick fight scenes. They don't stay in my memory the way Atomic Blonde's fights did. But it's like you said, it's like Tom said, the stakes are so low. Like, no one can get hurt. <laughs> well, Chris Chris liked seeing, uh, liked seeing uh, Colossus fighting Juggernaut. I did, too. Um, and he gets his ass Because he was one of his favorite X-Men. I, I yeah. only remember from... Up Juggernaut is from the X-Men movies where he's just a dude who runs fast. He charges at you and hurts you. He's like a football. He's like a massive I didn't like realize he was like a monster who could rip people apart. Well, uh, in an R-rated movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's the, the R-rated Juggernaut and the PG-13 It's juggernaut. like Logan's claws, Dingus, in X-Men 2 when the army attacks X-Mansion and Wolverine shreds them off screen somehow, but like kills a bunch <laughs> of soldiers. And, and in Logan, he like... He takes people's faces off with it, which you go, oh, he would have been so, doing uh, that before. So Markison was also disappointed with, I think, with the fight choreography. How about the uh, Brad Pitt cameo? Who enjoyed that? Who, when, what? I don't remember. <laughs> you blink and you miss it. <laughs> when? Uh, it, so this, I really have to know now. I, I, this uh, week, Chris, Chris did like the – Markison did like the Brad Pitt cameo. I loved all the X Force stuff. Like I thought, all of those were yeah. funny. It was so nice. They, I yeah. thought that was hilarious. I thought yeah. the so way that they I, they basically just put the all of them into a a, a shredder was yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. I Jerry like Cruz, that. That part's Rob, great. Rob yeah. Delaney, uh, William Sarsgaard. Uh, yeah, it, it certainly says he beats was awesome. So uh, and and even the Brad Pitt thing. So Kelly won the Vanishers, Brad Pitt, and you see oh. his face when he lands on the electrical lines. On the electrical wires, you oh, suddenly okay. see his face. You're That's like, what? Right. Yeah, there's some good jokes in here. It's just... which, <sighs> which made me wonder what. So I, 
that could have they could have just CG'd that. Like like did Brad Pitt yeah. probably didn't even have to show up. They're just like, Yeah, we just need a picture of you. We need your permission to yeah, use seriously. your likeness it's in like the you're movie. Getting electrocuted. It, and and thinking that it made me wonder too, uh and I don't remember if we talked about this. How much was Ryan Reynolds even on the set? Uh, and I'm assuming. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. I have a. Qu- I want to. Say, I was going to say something. Half I actually, the time, his I, voice sounded like T.J. Miller's voice to me. It's weird. A little bit. But something I like about the Deadpool movies that isn't true of the Spider-Man stuff is he sounds kind of muffled through the mask, and that makes me really think that it is him in there, and he's like insisting on doing. Well, it. okay, then that's what I'm wondering too, Kelly Wan, is because it seems. And I love. Did he get a writer credit for the first Deadpool? I don't remember. Ryan Reynolds. I don't remember either. Yeah, so I love that he, he started himself. this script, and apparently the three writers swapped the scenes. Like they would write a scene and then swap them amongst each other and, and redo them and whatnot. Well, uh. Ryan Reynolds certainly he produced the first one, and he's he's. This has been you know you, you if you you say this isn't a labor of love, but I still very much feel like this is Ryan Reynolds expressing this sense oh, of I humor. Think it is. He yeah. loves this character. Uh, so I, I loved seeing that he got a, a writer's credit on this, and I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to hear that he is consistently on the set, and rather than have a stand-in, uh, my guess, and I don't know for sure, is that they just shoot it with him without a mask, and that because that mask is all CG, by uh. the way, because its eyes narrow, and it, you know, it looks, and it, it's browsed. For, like, the mask is expressive, and none of that is practical. And furthermore, uh. if he did have a practical mask on his face, they couldn't use that that audio like that would all have to be ADR. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just guessing and I actually don't know you can hear the mask, though, to me a little bit. I'm just guessing and I don't know for sure that Ryan Reynolds is on set with nothing on his face, interacting with the actors. Uh, he's, he's present real time and that all that gets drawn on as CG uh, in post-processing. Uh, and I don't know if that's uh, the case or not. So, uh, so Kelly, one, you think that uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think you're absolutely right about this, because we have a friend who worked on this movie as an editor, and oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds just showed up and hung out with him from time to time. Uh, he, Canadian. He's, he's around. Um, yeah, uh, by the way, Chris Markinson loved the Canadian line in this movie. So I didn't yeah. know Ryan Re- – I, I guess I knew and forgot. Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think well, you're – I think you're right about that, Tom, because one of my complaints about the first movie and one of the things that really bothered me about it was that Ryan Reynolds has so much great comic timing and he's a I really like him as an actor and you lose so much of him beyond the mask. And I think that this movie removed the mask for a large part of the movie. I mean, it was he's still under a ton of makeup, a ton of avocado makeup or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he's still he's still getting to express himself in a different way than his voice. I mean, he's got a very physical voice, but you still get to see his face a lot more in this movie than you did in the first movie. Wow. And I, I prefer that because I like him as an actor. I think he's a really good actor. Um, I think he's funny and still carries a bit of weight, uh, which is a difficult thing to pull off. So. I think you might be right about that, Tom. Kelly Wan, why do you say, uh, fuck yeah, he's Canadian? Because his energy is the opposite of Vin Diesel's. Like, that's the American energy <laughs> Vin Diesel, versus Vin- the Canadian <laughs> Vin Diesel, all right, fair enough. Uh, well, what about Vin Dwayne Diesel Johnson? Is, our- is Dwayne Johnson Australian? He is 
He's Easter Island. He's kind of his own. He's not black. He's OJ kind of guy. <laughs> All right. But well, I mean, look the, at look at his take on Vin Diesel. So obviously, he's not completely. I don't know. The the reason I mean, it's the reason it surprises me is uh, so, so so a couple of my favorite recent actors. Uh, and you guys don't need to hear me talk about this more, but I'm going to. So suck it. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, <laughs> oh, Mackenzie Davis, both Canadian. And you can hear it in their vowels every now and then. Taylor Kitchen Waco is doing a, a great Texan accent as, as David Koresh. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, this movie called Always Shine, I mentioned her monologue in that. Uh, every now and then they'll hit an O, like dollar. They'll, they'll hit an O sound, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're Canadian. They're doing, an, they're doing an American accent or they're doing a Texan accent, and I still hear that Canadian O. I don't think I've once heard Ryan Reynolds do that. Uh, mm. So, so yeah. uh, good for him for hiding He's his really acclimated. Yeah, uh, anything but that, Tom. <laughs> but when I see Canada jokes or even just actors I know are Canadian, I always kind of feel bad for them because they have to live next to us. I'm always like, eh. who's us? Germany? America? Yeah, Germany. The German American uh, resistance. I guess. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that uh, let me ask you guys about the the last sequence of the movie. Where he's like doing his dead, oh, I have dead, questions, yeah. His dead joke several times. Nick Explain D, the Logan part. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nick Nick D says my problem with Deadpool two is it, it's is that it doesn't trust its audience. It's never good enough to make a joke. It has to make it five more times. This is Ryan Reynolds at his most annoying, like Blade three Ryan Reynolds. The comedy feels <laughs> <laughs> wow, harsh. Tough yeah. Room. The, so Nick D says the comedy feels desperate, like Judd Apatow's worst work. So how uh, do you feel about like the repetition of jokes in this? It's case by case. Like I like the Green Lantern joke. I think it's funny. Um, although he's already well, how do you dead. feel like about the, the, the dead the, joke at the end where he's like, "Oh, I'm not dead yet." Yeah, it it's it's super predictable, but it doesn't bother right. me. I mean, it's you, okay. you. It's exactly what you would expect. That's there's no other way they could really do a scene like that. Uh, it's the, the problem. Yeah, and the problem is it's what Kelly Wan gets at. Is that we're, every now and then the movie really wants us to take it seriously, but it doesn't. But it does. But it doesn't. But it does. Like like it tries yeah. to. And this is so difficult in these kinds of parodies is it you know right. you, if you're parodying something when you become that something you you lose your essential essence and you kind of cop out and uh it just feels weird so it it can't yeah i just i don't know what else they could have done with that dying scene i mean it's just a predictable easy way to do it and ryan reynolds is i guess funny enough that i can understand the annoyance but I guess it's I just weird it. coming right after Infinity War, where it's like, "This is death, dude! Like, this is serious." And then two weeks later, Deadpool two comes out. We're supposed to go, "Oh no, a character's dying! Maybe fuck, this is real." God, I really think about this. And then I, I didn't understand the the Wolverine cameo. No, I'm What's guessing because uh, Dingus really enjoyed that. I'm guessing that that was because he played. Did Ryan Reynolds play Deadpool in Wolverine? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. So that was that, him. right, right, right. So that was the pre. That was him. That was the pre-Deadpool Deadpool. Because the moment that came on, Dingus started laughing. I was like, "What?" And then I realized because I haven't seen that Wolverine. That must be. All right, the, that's a good joke. Yeah, like yeah, that. that is a good joke. Yeah, that's the Deadpool. Well, and and I well, love too the that first the, time you played it was you know and Danny Houston saying you know 
you know, you'd be the perfect soldier if I could get you, if I could find a way to shut you up. And and I like too that they used uh, just footage of Hugh Jackman, and not, like it was so from obvious that. that that was footage for another movie, uh, mm. which I thought was really cute. His reactions bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird too because it's like part of his character is breaking the fourth wall, and it is in the comic books. Like he knows he's in a comic book, but he's doing movie references and using actual time travel to undo to kill the actor who. Never mind. <laughs> Kelly one, why were you calling um, Monica Barat? What is her name? Firefly. Morena. Yeah. Calling him Firefly. Yeah. Why are you calling her Firefly? She was the love interest for Nathan Fillion on Firefly. She was no. the, hooker, the hooker on there. All right. I didn't know not. She wasn't called a hooker. Yes, yeah, she was. They're consorts. Right. Yeah. Consort. Oh, I was going to say concierge, special. but yeah. See, I've never even seen Firefly, and I know that, Kelly Wand. I didn't know I she like was from it. Firefly or from Serendipity or whatever it's called. Huh. Serenity. Serendipity. Wow. John Cusack and her. It's a thankless <laughs> role. In a spaceship. Yeah. She doesn't – it's like in the first one I go – I guess she just likes him because they, they have sex well. But in this it's like, oh, yeah, let's have kiss. <laughs> I don't know. I don't – it's a kind of a thankless role. Like yeah. we're supposed to just like her because he likes her because there's no other reason. She's just an exposition machine of this. Your heart's in the right place. That's what that character would tell him if she died. Your heart's in the right. Your heart's not in the right place. Start all over. Go to the kid. <laughs> Go find another fat kid. Kelly, one, you're supposed to take that part seriously. Come on, guys. Deadpool two. <laughs> it's got tears and laughs. Well, I will say, I think I, I think I can speak for all of us when I'm guessing we are gonna. We are going to look back fondly, much more fondly on Deadpool 2 next week. Oh, yeah. Next week, we are going to be so elated about how we felt about Deadpool 2, I'm guessing. Uh, uh, Kelly, what should we see next week? Let's not see anything. How about that? Just do a we podcast. Try that? Like, yeah, just like hang out and just chat. And Unfortunately, it's not the end of the month for Dingus's awesome 3x3. Three three. Oh, hey. Yeah, it is. There's a great scene. Oh, you know what? It is the last two. Yeah, let's just skip solo and do Dingus's three by three. I want to so bad. I want to so bad. You have no. It's. Can we? No. We get it. We, we got it. We come on. We're we have stuck. to. We have Why are you guys to, yeah. so against seeing a Star Wars movie? Oh, What's my... wrong with you two? Okay, it's not a Star Wars movie. A. B. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how is it not? A, you know what? Save that. Kelly wants to save that. We'll, we'll talk uh, about I want to murder this thing. The thing is, in, in Deadpool 2, in Deadpool 2, there's a scene where Juggernaut picks up a bus and he hits Colossus with the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder, Dingus, do you think that a talk, a discussion of that kind of thing could sustain us for a whole podcast? I think so, especially since Domino's like, if only I had a bus to take all these orphans. Oh. Oh, that just made me think of another one. Hold on, let me go to my notes. Thing is, why don't you tell the listeners what's the three by three? How can they participate? Three by three is your favorite scenes on buses. Uh, this will be what I forget the date. Oh, let's it's see. Not so during was, the solo movie. It was Ugh. going to be yeah May twenty seventh midnight. Now it's uh, April, March, April, May, June, June third midnight is the deadline. All right, June third is, is the deadline. You just write into three x three at quarter three dot com, and send in your ideas for your favorite scenes on buses. 
And I may go into a coma. Well, Kelly, Wan, why don't, well before you what? go into your coma, tell us real quick what movie will we see next week, and how can <clears throat> listeners participate if they have why? thoughts on oh. this movie? I don't want to see this. Why? Why do you want to see it? No. It's a Star Wars movie. How it's dare not. you? Kelly wants. Kelly Wan, pretend that you're strapped in a chair, and I'm Eddie Marzen, and I'm coming at you with these two little brandy things, and I'm poking them into your neck and forcing you to say it. Kelly Wand, here I come. What do we see in next week? Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the d- Duck. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, it's coming in my asshole? Whoa, 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 no. I didn't, butt. I didn't say anything about hole. Juggernaut. You see, Dingus quoting McGruber. Kelly Wan, yeah. I think he's going to come around sooner or later. All right, well, Kelly Wan, if you can't bring yourself to say it, I'll say it. Next week, we're seeing Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. <laughs> it gets even dumber after the word Solo. That's impressive. <laughs> Kelly Wan, you should just, that's a tagline. That would be an ideal yeah. tagline. Save it. <laughs> Uh, if you uh, see Solo, also, uh, send us your thoughts by midnight on uh, May 27th, Pacific Midnight, uh, uh, to 3x3 at quarter2.3.com. We'd love to hear how much you loved Solo. What were your favorite uh, parts? God. What did you think of this Alden Erlen lick lick team oh, guy? How did I'm he do? Oh, now you're what doing do, that with him. Oh, what good. about I, I actually? What is his name, Dingus? I don't want to. I don't want to Elgort him. If yet. only Torso. If only uh, Torso. Ehrenreich, Alden Ehrenreich. That, that's not too hard. All right. Oh, what a perfect name for a Han Solo actor. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Join us for that and uh, uh, write in for this Buses 3x3 because, no joke, I'm looking forward to this one on uh, June 3rd. This is fine. Buses is I, I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Malarkey. It's Christian Malarkey. And Kelly Wand. I hate you. I know. Hey, uh, what's Spider-Man's favorite month? February. What's uh, Doc Ock's favorite month? October. Some Deadpool jokes that were left on the cutting room floor. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. What's the Hulk's favorite month? Hugh Lie, Dingus. Say fuck for me just once. Fuck. 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 You're a lot, you're a lot smarter than that. Fuck, white man.